Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Yes, yeah, so Andrea met this guy, Travis, at a bar. I think it was a happy hour at Grandview Tavern, and they. He bought her a couple of drinks, you know, typical meet up at a bar, exchange phone numbers, made a date. He took her to Nada and could not have gone better. And the way I like the way Andrea describes it when she says that it felt like she'd been dating Travis for a while. That's how easygoing it was and how natural it felt. And when you have that with someone, it's so rare, even if it's not someone you're necessarily dating, just to find friends like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. is not easy to do. Uh, but that's how it was with Travis. And then he took her home. Gave her a kiss goodnight. You know, there wasn't really any funny business. She didn't sleep with him on the first date or anything like that. The guy completely ghosted. Andrea, I assume maybe you sent him a thank you text or tried to find a way to engage him. I texted him twice. I feel like something must have happened. Like, and I don't know why she doesn't know what it is. I asked her. I said, did anything out of the ordinary or anything that you haven't mentioned, are there any details we need to know? She said, no, right, Andrea? You're sure there's nothing? No, I can't think of anything. I mean, I was just so comfortable with him. I I didn't say anything weird. I didn't do anything weird. You stayed relatively sober. Was there a moment? (laughs) We have to ask. I know. Too many grapefruit margaritas? I I had one margarita, and I didn't even, like, usually if I get too drinky-drinky, I'll, like, kiss a lot. But I didn't even initiate the kiss. No. He did. Okay. Was wow. there a moment, like, maybe at dinner that something changed, like his demeanor? I don't... I, it was our first date, so I don't know him well enough to know when things... Yeah. ...will arrive. <laughs> you can't... So I, I didn't think so. Okay. Well, that's why we're going to call Travis and hear it hear from Travis's mouth. Wait to see what he thought of Andrea and his day with her. Hi, can I speak to Travis, please? This is Travis. Hi, Travis. This is Jeff from the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm here with my partner, Jen. Hey, Travis. <laughs> Jeff and Jen, are you kidding? <laughs> nope. It's us. Uh, we got yep. Fritch and Tim. The whole gang's here, actually. What's up, Travis? Hi, well, Travis. Cool. And let me guess. This is a uh, second date update. You know, That's yep. kind of what we're famous for. You yep. know, when we call well, people, they're like, it's got to be a second date update. Yeah, I mean, I hear about these every day at work. Uh, all the women are like, oh, my God, you guys hear second date update today? That guy was such a jerk. And, uh <laughs> Well, yeah, so okay. I, I guess I'm the jerk, right? Well, not yet. <laughs> not well, we don't know. Not necessarily. We're, we're holding on to that judgment until we find out what you've been up to. Who do you think it is, Travis? Who do you think yeah, it is? Yeah, well, there's really one person it could be because I've only been on one date in eons. Uh, that would be uh, Andrea. So, hi, Andrea. Hi. I know you're listening. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She said you met at Grandview Tavern, exchanged phone numbers, and you took her to Nada. And she said, this was a quote. This is a quote from Andrea. Is that it seemed like you guys had dated a long time because the conversation was so easy and natural, it felt effortless. What I mean, how yeah. is could there be a greater compliment than that? No, no, the conversation was fine. Listen, here's the deal. 
I have a thing, and it's with food. I have a germ thing. It's like, I know it's weird, but it's my thing, and I got to own up to it. It's like my food and other people's forks, like, do not mix, and they're germs. So, like, during our meal, you know, we're having a great conversation, but she, like, keeps reaching over and taking her fork and stealing my food. Oh. And, you know? <laughs> like, she, she would take, like, scoops of my beans and, like, would even stab at my fish tacos, and it, it just drove me crazy. Oh, that's uh, and, funny. Uh, yeah, it's a thing. I know. I but it drives me nuts. Well, I think a lot of people would agree. You know, that's a, a third or fourth date. I think you got to be sleeping <gasps> with somebody before you start sticking yeah. your fork on their plate. Yeah, <laughs> that's a relationship <laughs> thing. Like even so, yeah. I don't know, man. Were you stealing food off of Travis's <laughs> plate, Andrea? Yes. I'm so sorry. I really wish you would have said something in the moment. I was just, I was so comfortable with you that I didn't even think about it. Like, yeah. it's something I do with my friends and my family all the time. Like, it's no big deal to us. But I had no idea that it bothered you. I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's funny. I, I funny. promise I'll never do that again. <laughs> Somebody, I, I have had situations where people have taken the liberty of taking food off of my plate, and it's really, really bothered me. And then I've had other situations where it's someone else, and I'm totally fine with it. I got called out on it once. It's like, okay, so why was it okay for so-and-so to do that, but not that person? Uh-huh. Like, it depends on the person. It depends on how gross I think that person is. So, so- Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Can any of the three of us, what do you think about us sticking our fork in your food? I'll tell you, I've uh? eaten off Jeff's plate before. I think maybe even his fork, to tell you the truth. Wow. But he knows I'm a clean, weirdo, neat freak. That's right. Dude, I mean, so look at that mouth. Open up your mouth. Look ah, at that mouth. Clean that mouth. She is, yes, and she has brushed yeah. those teeth probably six times already today. I just bleached last night. Right. <laughs> I find the whole thing fast. So, Travis, is it with everybody or is it just with certain people? No, it's pretty much with everybody. It is with yeah. everybody. Yeah. It's you just, can get that, like... though. I mean, you can understand, right? Well, especially yeah. if they, you know, take... Like with especially pizza, <laughs> it's like I save the one piece that has the most cheese on it for the very last oh, bite. Yeah. And if you reach over and take my last bite, I'm uh, gonna be kind of pissed. Yeah. They say that's a true sign of true love, though, is if you're willing to give someone the last yeah. bite off your plate. Because I'm like <laughs> you, Jen, I save the most amazing bite until the very end. Because so I've just never w- been in true love then. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Get your own fish taco. If you get mad about it, yeah, you haven't been. Fascinating. Well, Travis, is this salvageable? I mean, now that this has been put out in the open and Andrea's been made aware, would you be open to going on on another date with her if she promises to leave your food alone? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's like, it's just, you know, it's a weird thing to talk about. 
And uh, but now that we've talked about it over the radio, yeah. Now that uh, it's all out there, what about yeah. you, Andrea? I mean, how do you feel about this now that you know that this is kind of a hang-up for him? Is this something you're cool with, or does this make you feel too uncomfortable to date somebody like that? No, I don't mind. I mean, I just wish I had known in the moment. You know, you just got to tell me. I'm super easygoing. Like I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the flow. <laughs> How do you say that? to yourself. Yeah. Don't touch my food. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know how to tell people about it, so that's kind of yeah. why. Keep away from yeah. my beans. I hear you. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, good. well, I'm glad we did it. So we should send them like to a fondue place or something. <laughs> <laughs> Melting pot. <right>? No. <laughs> Be nice. I'm just messing with you. All right. Tell you what. Andrea, we're going to set this up with Travis. We'll have him make the plans with Fritch, and then we'll get back to you. Thank you so much. For both of you thank coming on the you. Jeff and Jen Morning Show and laying it all out there for us, okay? All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, we appreciate it, guys. Take care. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Cute. All right. 513-749-2320. If you've been out on a first date, haven't heard back, want us to do a second date update for you, we would be happy to. You can also email us at jeffandjen at wkrq.com. Why uh, you really don't want to date a vegetarian especially if you're if you're not a vegetarian you don't want to be dating a vegetarian we've got that story coming up also five tips for moving into a new place your news that didn't make the news continues next but first we check in with toria cannon who's got your q102 carryautomotive.com 722 jeff and jenny gonna love today lots of sunshine high of 68 right now it's 47 cincinnati's q102 I listen to this music because I love retro music. You know, the kind of stuff you'd hear on, say, like a, an old 1960s TV commercial or, mm-hmm. you, or like an old driver's... childhood, back when things were easy. Or like an old driver's ed <laughs> instructional movie that... Those were the best. I mean, our school system, you know, it's not like we were... <laughs> It's not like I came from a poor town. I mean, the suburb that I grew up in outside of Boston, you know, they had money for things. But for whatever reason, we were watching driver's ed videos from the 1950s. Yeah, so were we on a reel. Right. Calvin wants to go to the soda shop with Cindy. We didn't even have that at our school. You were kind of on your own to do your, they took that class away. So you were on your own to do all of your education. Yeah. Yeah, and it's easy to look back on people's design tastes from the different decades and say it was hideous back then. But just remember, one day your kids are going to take a look back at your IKEA furniture or your giant flat screen TV and laugh at how lame you were. So true. A new survey asked people which of the past six decades had the worst interior design and decor styles. Mm Mm-hmm. 3% 3% say the 90s because of, of the splatter paint and teal decor that oh, you yeah. often saw. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say the 50s sucked because of all the linoleum and vinyl. Uh, yeah. 6% say the 2000s were the worst because of the sterile white and gray colors and stainless steel everywhere. Mm-hmm. 12% said the 60s were awful because of the shag carpeting and way too much of the color brown in the 1960s. I would have loved that. I love shag carpeting. It was awesome. The psychedelic designs. Have you ever been to Graceland before? Yes, I have. Yeah, they have shag carpet on the walls. Yeah. So cool. I like it. (laughs) 
Uh, 16% said the 80s were the worst design decade because of the neon and the random use of zigzag designs. <laughs> What's wrong with these people? And, I know. They're missing all the fun. And, and lacquer furniture was big in the 80s. Ah, uh, well, lacquer furniture was still pretty big in the 90s because I had an entire living room of black lacquer and an entire bedroom of white lacquer. Jeff loved it. That's exciting. <laughs> Uh, let's see. But 43% say the worst design decade, the worst interior design decade in decor style was uh, was the style from the 1970s. They say the 70s were the worst thanks to the pea green furniture and mirrors on the ceiling. Pea green is a little rough. Yeah, and they like the burnt orange. Burnt orange, exactly. Oh, mustard yellow. I mean, those were the colors in my parents' house. I mean, for years they had that pea green. That's what the color of the appliances. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they had an oven that was you know, in the wall, open, kind of, and it was, yeah. Ugh. But if you ever walk into, say, a hotel or a, I don't know, a swanky bar that has sort of a, oh, what's that place on Republic and 14th? It's it's a bar. It's right across the street from Salazar. I know what Sundry you're talking about. Spark. Oh, Spark? Spark has got kind of a cool 70s motif, mm-hmm. you know? It's cool now, but... I think it's only because they're bringing it back in, in a sort of funky, yeah. retro way because it's different that we like it again. But, yeah, the 70s c- catches a lot of abuse from design snobs. <laughs> About 94% of being in a relationship is just trying to figure out what you're going to eat, right? How much time do you spend with your significant other saying, so what do you want to eat today? Where do a you want to go? Yeah. I don't know. What do you want to do? What are you mm-hmm. feeling? Right. I don't know. <laughs> So it makes sense that you should have the same basic philosophy on food if you're going to make it work, I guess. On that note, though, would you date a vegetarian? I would. No way. I would, as long as um, it wasn't being shoved down your throat. Or you were being judged for eating yeah. steak or meat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've done the vegetarian thing in short bursts, like never... Like, oh, I'm going to go vegetarian. Flexitarian. That's what yeah, I consider myself. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's like yeah. you eat uh, vegetarian stuff, of, you know, like a handful mm-hmm. of the days of the week. But on like some of these, you know, retreat things mm-hmm. that I go on, we'll go vegetarian for a week. And it, it didn't really phase me. But then again, I didn't have a cheeseburger sitting in front of me. Right. So my friend, Or a juicy steak. My friend Steph is a vegetarian and her husband, Adam, is not. And they seem to Make do okay. Yeah, yeah, I know a couple that manages it, too. And... Uh, and she is the vegetarian, and she will make him dishes with meat in them. That's, That's pretty cool. Was she a vegetarian before they got together, though, or was that something that happened after? I don't know. I think that's going to make a difference. But I will tell you, generally speaking, mm-hmm. they will not date you. Vegetarians, generally <laughs> speaking, won't date you. Because a new survey asked vegans and vegetarians if they would date someone who eats meat. And the majority said no. 56% said they wouldn't do it, but that's still a pretty significant number that are open to it. Meat eaters are much more open to dating someone who is vegan or vegetarian. Only 22% say they would have a problem with it. The rest don't, as long as you don't try to convert them or, mm-hmm. or shame them or make them feel bad about the choices that they make. The survey also found 27% of vegans and vegetarians have actually ended a relationship because the other person chose to eat meat. Wow. You know those fake soda cans that unscrew on the bottom so you can hide your 
marijuana or drugs inside? No, I, I don't. don't think I've seen or one. I didn't think you would. Nope. Well, some guy in Bellingham, Washington, went through airport security last Saturday with what looked like a grenade in his carry-on. So the area had to be evacuated, and they called in the bomb squad, but it turned out it was not a grenade. It was a pot grinder made to look like a grenade, which makes no sense. But in the end, four flights got delayed, but since pot is legal in Washington, they let the guy go. But what a mess. That's got to be the worst thing. Whenever I'm going through airport security, I'm hoping and praying nobody makes a joke or says something stupid that's going right. to delay me. Yep. <laughs> that's going to slow you down. Well, wasn't right. it down at the courthouse? There was the guy with the grenade, or the lady that had the grenade perfume. Perfume bottle. Oh, right. Mm. Remember, it was all shut down, and yep. they got the robot thing out. It's that mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj bottle. It is. Mm-hmm. Coming up, five tips for moving into a new place and the grossest things couples do in front of each other. Your news that didn't make the news continues now. You know, the other day I was asked on one of the networks, I was asked a very good question, NATO. Now, I know about NATO, but I'm not an expert in NATO, but I have a lot of common sense like a lot of the people here. Not all of you, but a lot of you, right? <laughs> that a... Is that a backhanded compliment or a front-handed insult? That's... Yeah, 737, going to be nice out today. Lots of sunshine and a high of 68. Right now it's 47 with Jeff and Jen. Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, we might rank 35th in math in this country, but boy, America knows how to watch a buttload of TV. A uh, 25-year-old guy in Brooklyn named A.J. Fragoso. Just set a new world record by binge-watching television for 94 straight hours. Oh, my God. How do you stay awake for 94 straight hours, let alone stare at the same thing? Or just under four days. He started last Friday, mm. finished on Tuesday, watched a lot of games, Game of Thrones and Battlestar Galactica. And he says it was awful. You only get a five-minute break once an hour to use the bathroom. Other than that, you have to stare at the TV and you can't look away. Mm. The previous record was 92 hours and was just set last month by five people in Austria. And that was just last month, so you know they're going to come back and try to break it. Right. This is going to be going on for a while. Why? What's the longest you can sit and watch TV? Like when you really got hooked binge-watching something, what's the longest time that you – how many episodes – I got really sucked into like flipping out when it when it first came on. I was just really and I had a bunch that had been DVR'd one after the other because I didn't have time to watch them in real time. Mm-hmm. And finally, like I think after the show had already had its season finale, I finally got around to sitting down and I had an entire Sunday afternoon into Sunday night where I watched probably three or four whole hours of it. Oh, wow. wow. That's not very much. That's not much at all. That's a lot to me. I just remember when I had um, my wisdom teeth pulled out. So I don't know if this really counts because I was laid up anyway. You couldn't. Yeah. But I watched. Oh. I watched like 80 or 90 episodes. I mean, it was like something crazy of the Vampire Diaries. Okay. It was like I watched all of that in that's like, a long oh, time yeah in like a right. matter of a week you or just reminded crazy. me of when i had my wisdom teeth taken yeah. out and you and i were still living in florida oh god i remember what you are. we hadn't been doing mornings all that long 
and I had I had all of my wisdom teeth done at the same time, so mm-hmm. I was really laid up. I was really drugged mm-hmm. up, and I didn't have any complications, but I was flat on my back, and I watched the entire New York documentary series by Ken Burns. <laughs> this documentary. How long was on that? DVD. Oh, it was days. Yeah. It had to have been days. Was, wasn't it like 20 hours worth or something At crazy least like that? One after the other, yeah. after the other, oh, after yeah. the other. Oh, yeah. And I was and so was, highly medicated. And he was so excited about it. Like, yeah. I've never seen anybody so enthusiastic like, over what a I documentary, watched. you know? Right. Don't you think it matters, too, on how much you have to pay attention to the show because i remember when we were watching dexter we were bench watching dexter and i could easily bust through seven or eight hours of that because you don't have to pay that close attention it's mine more mindless but house of cards i get like two or three episodes and i'm like i need a break yeah it's just so mindful stimulation mm-hmm. you it's really like, have ah. to be engaged yeah you really have to be watching and paying attention hmm. cops in england Tried to find a stolen iPhone last year by running Find My iPhone. And I'll tell you what, if your iPhone gets stolen, it's it's worth hopping on a computer and running Find My iPhone. Unfortunately, though, thieves are usually smart enough to turn off the phone so you won't be able to track it. But this one wasn't. 28-year-old Jermaine Deborah of Croydon, England, broke into a house back in November, stole an iPhone. So the cops used the Find My iPhone on the off chance that it was still on. And it was. And Jermaine randomly happened to be walking right past a police station at that exact moment. How convenient. So the cops called over to that station. A few officers popped outside to arrest him, and he was just sentenced to two years in jail. Oh, wow. For burglary. Got him. All right, here's something to help you out the next time you're moving into a new place. The CEO of of a moving company in New York came up with a bunch of tips to make the whole process a little easier. And here are the top five. Wish I had these. A couple of weeks ago would have been helpful. Yeah. Finish packing the night before you move. A lot of people do most of it, but they leave some of the packing for moving day, but then they have to rush to get everything done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that didn't really apply to you because you were a slow move over. Right. Mm-hmm. Or just have them pack it. Uh, number two, color code your boxes, especially if you're hiring movers, meaning use a red marker on all the living room boxes or a green marker for all the boxes you want in the bedroom. One funny thing, though, about having somebody else move you where they come in and pack everything. Yep. They pack everything. Like, they packed our garbage. Oh. They <laughs> That's packed. funny, really. They didn't throw it oh, away? No, they didn't throw it away. I mean, they packed everything. You're telling me your garbage came from Florida to yes, Cincinnati? it did. It's <laughs> really funny. Did. That is funny. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Um, pack an overnight bag. Otherwise, you'll end up looking for your toothbrush for a half an hour, or you'll have to dig through boxes to find an outfit the next day and end up with clothes all over the floor. Uh, keep important documents with you, like your passport or your kid's birth certificates. Keep uh, Maybe put them in, a, in your computer bag or your purse so there's less of a chance that they'll get lost or pack them in a box. But put them in your car, not the moving truck. And finally, they say sketch a floor plan of your new place before you move and then write down where you think your furniture should go so that everyone else can refer to it, especially for big stuff you want to move twice, like your uh, big stuff you won't want to move twice, like your couch or your dresser. Those are some good tips. I would just like to add in as someone who's moved probably 10 times in the last 11 years. Oh, my gosh. Um, That is right. All of these start out as great intentions, and then you just get tired. 
And yeah. then you just start throwing stuff in garbage bags. I know. It just yeah, comes you get apart. lazy. Or totes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh, my God. Totes are the totes are the answer to all problems Go to in my buy house. Five of those big ones. Just put <laughs> everything are. in there. They're right. the answer yeah. in my house because every time my mother's here and she sees a mess somewhere, this is her standard sentence. Um, got an empty tote anywhere? <laughs> she'll just put it in a tote and throw like a throw blanket over it to make it look decorative. Like yeah. it's a piece of I'm gonna take pictures of carefully disguised totes. I can't wait. Crap in my can't house. wait till we do your your cribs. To cribs. Jen. Oh, you're gonna laugh. All right. There's a point in every relationship where you realize you're too comfortable in front of each other. And I suppose you could dial it back, but no one ever does. And the flatulence just keeps on flying in a lot of relationships. A new survey found the seven grossest things that couples do in front of each other. Peeing in front of each other is one. Clipping their toenails. Burping. Passing gas. Popping your pimples or each other's pimples. Removing your hair down there. Mm. And... Do you really want to see that? I think I'm okay with all these so far. And letting him know when you're going to stink up the bathroom. You Ugh. clipping toenails? You were you were okay with watching that? You used to be so grossed I don't out by watch that. Watch it happen, but I can sometimes hear it happening in the click, other click, room. That, click. Yep. Yeah. So I just can't stand the passing gas. That drives me crazy. We I've, were not raised in a house where you were allowed to fart in public. Even we weren't even allowed to say the that word, the F word. word. No. I just and that's something and my boyfriend is one of three boys. The mom was the only one in the house and the gas passing is just incredible. All right, let's do this. 513-749-2320. We want to know what the most disgusting thing your partner does in front of you is. Five one three seven four nine twenty three twenty. What's the most disgusting thing your partner does in front of you? Five one three seven four nine twenty three twenty. Cincinnati's Q one hundred two. It's Jeff and Jen. Seven fifty two. Sunny skies. See a high of sixty eight today. Right now it's forty with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q one hundred two. How do we get on another one of these gross topics again? <laughs> the disgusting uh, how, things that you don't want to see your partner doing. How do our conversations always devolve? Into bathroom humor? Into I don't know. Yeah, We were talking about the latest survey, finding the grossest things couples do in front of each other. Top three are peeing, clipping their toenails, and burping. Yeah, I've been known to do that, but I don't do it on purpose. Yeah, you Sometimes do it, in... it just kind of slips out. The burp? <laughs> like in the middle of a conversation on the air and then i just you know kind of look at fritch as if to say did you, did you hear again that? really <laughs> <laughs> i'll take the blame valerie yes what is the most disgusting thing your partner does in front of you i love my husband but he will poop in front of me he will I'll leave the door open uh, yes and we have a one bathroom apartment oh unfortunately so, like, if I'm getting ready in the morning, sometimes he'll come and visit me and stay a little bit longer than I want him to. And, and you're comfortable with. leave me a present. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're a loving woman. I know. <laughs> Patient I and kind. You really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Valerie. Thanks. I love that she can laugh about it. Yeah, you better. Catherine. When we are in the car, my husband pulls his nose hairs. Pulls his nose tears in the car. I do that. I have a pair of tweezers. The lighting is so good, though. just do it. In the car. While I'm driving, yeah. Just definitely certain streets you can't do that on. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I have tweezers. I'll pluck my eyebrows. And that's why he does it. 
Yeah, the lighting is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drives me insane. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine. Bye. That hurts. It does. Jen. Yes. What's the most disgusting thing your partner does in front of you? Um, go to the bathroom and then come out, and I know that he hasn't washed his hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to divorce him. But <laughs> luckily, we're not married. Oh, but good. then I was thinking about it because he was like, well, what were I doing? And I thought, you know, guys' hands have been out all day. Right. Oh, yeah. They're probably pretty dirty. They should probably wash their hands before and after. Both. You're right. Yeah. You're, right? you're not you're kidding. Right. Uh, okay. Good. Uh, whatever Jeff says, if Jeff agrees with me, that I'm right and I'm going to stay. That's right. <laughs> that Jeff <laughs> you have your validation, Jen. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. Jeff on Q and told me. That's awesome. <laughs> that is the great. The voice of reason. Thank Thanks, you. Jen. Bye-bye. Brandy. Good luck. Have a good day. Yes. You too. Oh, hey, Brandy. You working? Are we catching you at a bad time? <laughs> no, I was just dropping my son off at school. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was wishing him off with a good day. Oh, that's oh, nice. good. All right, so what's the most disgusting thing your partner does in front of you? My husband, and it drives me crazy and he knows it, he picks up the skin around his fingernails and his toenails. Oh, and it makes like yeah. like a disgusting clicking noise. Oh, and oh. The face that he makes while he's doing it, I just can't stand it. I get the it. The face he makes. I love that. <laughs> it's awful. Because, you, you know, you're not really doing it if you're not getting into it. Right. <laughs> right? I love it. Thanks, Brandy. No problem. Hmm. People are gross. I know. The most disgusting thing, I think, is they <laughs> snorting back the snot. Got a couple, <sighs> couple good ones on Facebook. Kayla <laughs> says, using my tweezers, my husband uses his tweezers to pick his foot skin. Ew. Oh, that's wrong. Jennifer says, wiping up water on the bathroom floor naked. <laughs> it's just a funny <laughs> visual. And then Cherry says, farmer blows. Do you guys know what those are? No. Yes, like snot rockets. Is that what they mean? I don't, I don't know. I've never heard of farmer blows. Oh, I think that's where they go. Like you hold one shut yeah. and then yeah. you just blow that's, it out. We call outside. it snot rocket, but I, I think that's probably what it is, too. Okay. Snot rocket's a pretty good visual. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. 756, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Lots of sunshine today. We'll see a high of 68. Right now it's, it's 45. Jeff and Jen. Kobe Bryant going out in style last night. Jennifer Lopez staying in one of her marriages way too long. She talks about that. Also, that awesome dramatic reading of Baby Got Back. Have you seen that? We got it. And the rest of the day's E! News is coming up with Jeff and Jen on Q102. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, she is coming out and talking about her long, long, long marriage. (laughs) <laughs> to Mark Anthony. You know, it seems like it was so long ago, I've kind of lost track of how long they were together. Yeah, yeah. She says she knew her marriage to Mark Anthony was bad from the get-go, but she stuck it out anyway. She told W Magazine, quote, I hung in there for seven years. I knew very quickly that it wasn't the right thing. She also said that keeping things cool with Mark for the sake of their kids is, quote, by far the hardest work I do. Wow. I Yeah, uh, I know a lot of women in that situation. So Jennifer calls herself a relationship kind of girl, which is probably why she's still with Casper Smart. She says, I think about getting married and having that long life with someone. She says, I love the movie, The Notebook. A dream of mine is to grow old with someone. Mm. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember this at all, but she was one of the women who inspired the big hit, Baby Got Back. I didn't know that. Sure. 
she was I, was she a fly girl yeah, or fly just girl. she yeah she was time. so uh, I knew she, she was a fly girl mm-hmm. she did a dramatic reading of that song of baby got back baby got back to the beanpole dames in the magazines you ain't a thing miss thing give me a sister I can't resist her red beans and rice didn't miss her some knucklehead tried to diss cause his girls are on my list he had game, but he chose to hit him, and I pull up quick to get with him. Hmm. So, ladies, if the butt is round, and you want a triple X throwdown, dial one nine hundred mix a lot, and kick them nasty thoughts. Baby got back. Wow! Isn't that special? It's hard not to sing along, even though she's reading. Mm-hmm. Right. I just wrote it down, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's dramatic reading. We're gonna have to pick a song for you to do. Because all, oh, all the celebrities yeah. are doing this now. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Picks, we got to think about it. Brainstorm. Okay. Yeah. We'll come up with You let good. me know. Kobe Bryant. This is pretty cool. Kobe Bryant played his final game in the NBA last night. And it was one of his best ever. He scored 60 points on a career-high 50 shots to pull off a huge come-from-behind win over the Utah Jazz, the Lakers came back from 15 points down to win 101 to 96. And after the game, he spoke to the crowd. Man. Man. Guys, you know, it's, uh, I can't believe how fast 20 years went by. I mean, this is crazy. You know, I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean, a diehard Laker fan. Diehard. So to be drafted, and then trade it to this organization and to spend 20 years here. I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. Yeah, Kobe told a, even told a joke at his own expense about not passing the ball on his final night. The thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball, and on the last night, they're like, don't pass it. <laughs> <laughs> Take the shot. Right. funny. Uh, the famous actor Jack Nicholson is a legendary Lakers fan. He's almost as he's almost as well known as the the team is the team because you always see him sitting up there in in the front. He's on courtside all the time. He's courtside seat. So for Kobe's last game, they got him to record a farewell message as part of the tribute to Kobe last night. Kobe, uh, goodbye. Uh, I think I may retire with you. I'm not sure. But... I think I might retire with you. <laughs> It's been great watching you, and I hope you enjoyed it half as much as me and my family have. You've been a, an inspiration to us all, and, and L.A. loves you. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty so, cool. That is pretty impressive. Congratulations to Kobe. So, thanks to Donald Trump, there is a decent chance we could end up with a celebrity as a president. Mm-hmm. But according to a new online survey... There are 72 celebrities that we would rather see in the White House. 72 celebrities we'd rather see in the White House over Donald Trump? Over Donald, yes. He comes in at number 73. Well, this was Mm. as of late last night on Ranker.com. The the, the poll is still open. Oh. So you can go on and vote if you want. But Ellen DeGeneres is number one. Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres we would take as as president. Mm. I think she would be awesome, but I think she's a little too... 
emotional for it. Like she, too emotional I for think the job. So. Okay. Well, I think back to her being a judge on American Idol. Oh, that yeah. was rough yes, for her. It was hard for her to do bad, like say bad things. I'm just picturing her like dancing out in her keds to the Rose Garden. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be fun. Okay, so Ellen's number one, followed by Morgan Freeman, Leonardo DiCaprio, Samuel L. Jackson, Will Smith, Barack Obama, even though he's not eligible. Oprah Winfrey at number seven, Bill Murray, Stephen Colbert, Tina Fey, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Johnny Depp, Judge Judy at number 14. Judge Judy would be great. She'd be really hard Mm -hmm. on people. Bernie Sanders at 15, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jennifer Lawrence at 17, who is uh, too young because she's only 25, Robert Downey Jr., George Clooney, and Amy Poehler uh, wraps up the top 20. Hmm. Also on the list, Clint Eastwood, John Stewart, Matt Damon, Kevin Spacey, and Bill Maher. And yeah. Gary Busey, Charlie Sheen, and Tupac Shakur. Oh. So, interesting people to consider. Right. All right, well, the head of AMC Theaters, Adam Aaron is his name. He hasn't been the head of AMC Theaters for very long. He just took over the chain a few months ago. And he is considering a move that will make him a hero to some and the devil to others. I'm talking about movie theaters where texting is allowed. Aaron Mm. says when you tell a 22-year-old to turn off the phone, don't ruin the movie. They hear, please cut off your left arm above the elbow. This guy says you cannot tell a 22-year-old to turn off their cell phone because that's how they live their life. So he's thinking of introducing a text-friendly theater. At AMC theaters. Obviously, he recognizes that plenty of people will hate this idea. People would, you know, have the option, I guess, in this case, of seeing their movie in a text-friendly or no-texting theater. Wow. But. That's interesting. But what if the movie is sold out on the no-texting screen, and your only choice is to either sit there while everyone live tweets the movie or go home? That's not much of a choice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could you handle that? In a crowded theater, that would make me nuts. Oh, yeah. Especially if they had the, the noise on. The yeah. Oh, God. Beep, 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 the, yeah, beep. they would have to have the noise off. I can't right. imagine them allowing that. Oh, that'd be awful. I have heard that about millennials, though, that their cell phone, like even younger kids, they tell parents, they psychologists, tell parents not to punish them by taking away their cell phones or their digital media or their technology because it is just... That is their entire life. It's cruel and unusual. That's what that's what <laughs> some psychologists are saying, that it is wrecking the children's lives. You're taking away everything they own. Yeah, take away something they don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've heard. I read about it. I know. It's just Crazy. odd because that's some, I mean, some of the kids have gone to very drastic measures when they're getting in trouble and getting their cell phones removed from their lives. By the way, did you guys hear Arthur Anderson passed away? Yeah, I did. Arthur Anderson is the guy who voiced the leprechaun in the Lucky Charms commercials. Oh. I always have to be Lucky Charms. <laughs> the Frosted Oat cereal with sweet surprises. I think he did the voice for like 30 years or something. And I guess he was a really guy, a good guy, though, if people on the street would ask him to you know, do the voice. He, he would. would. Yeah. I know, that's a terrible impression of him. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.